friends. It's Friday. It is... I don't know what time it is. Uh, we'll say... It is... Jesus, cell phone, come on. I don't know what time it is. Oh, <laughs> there it is. 6.09 Eastern Standard Time. I am... Tired. I worked out. Um... And it was hard, but I'm amped in a way because the weekend is ahead of us. And I'm thinking to myself, like how those vines were like a subcategory was like how to. Well, for me, I want to invite you sonically into um, how I have a good weekend. And I have I have some things planned. I'm just sitting here like, wow, we got through it another week. Um, So I'm going to tell you about how I chill out very hard because I I, you know that saying work hard play hard I think I live that and I know if you rolled your eyes I know like I really do and not like live hard where it's like we're snorting lines of coke like that hard I'm like nah man I balls to the wall work week balls to the wall relaxation whatever I want to do like my timers are off on a Saturday and a Sunday so This will be called How to Weekend with Liz. Brace your butt cheeks. I'm going to go take a shower and think some more. Random aside, my... I didn't go take a shower yet, by the way. I didn't move. Um, I love these, like... The coolest part about Anchor. That's what I'll just call this random moment. The coolest part about Anchor is, as a podcast app maker or whatever it gives you everything you need Ooh, maybe i decided sponsored by but not really sponsored by i'm not getting paid for this sponsored by anchor who is giving you basically the giving me the ability to give you this podcast anyways um the coolest part about anchor is and i encourage any and everybody to like make a podcast make something creative right now and in general um you have everything you need. Last year for Lent, I was like, I'm going to do, I think I talked about this, season one. Uh, I'm going to do a podcast, last year Liz said, and I got mad because I didn't know what I was doing. Little did I know, Anchor existed. It probably existed then. And who knows, like, I'm getting in on it now. Who knows what this app could do in the future? The sounds are my favorite. The little background music is my favorite. Like, I was looking on YouTube for all of these copyright-free, like, sound bites, and I did find some cool things, but between trying to edit it and think it through and do all that nonsense, it was just... uh, I asked myself, why even bother? Why, 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 why? And then I was in space, and I was like, we need to zoom back in on the purpose of this whole art project, and I scheduled a day to do that, and I never did because I was like, fuck this noise. Hashtag cognitive dissonance. But enter Anchor, which gives you everything you need from the sounds to the ability to collaborate to the interludes, the background music, and the ability to um, like post your shit anywhere podcasts are available. When I first signed up, I kept getting all these emails and they're like, bang, your shit's available on Spotify, which I recommend you listen to it because through the app, it's not the best. I heard from Kellyanne. Um, You can listen on this app. You can listen on wherever else podcasts are, iTunes. I don't know. I didn't fuck with podcasts until like two years ago. And look at us now. We're making one. Thanks to Anchor and thanks to my sister who 
showed me what the fuck Anchor is to begin with. So, um, what, in addition to making this, uh, sort of sponsored post and gush moment is the sounds. That's my absolute favorite part. If you get nothing else from this app and all you want to do is like putz around on it and not make stuff, but listen, like pretend you're going to make a podcast and then like add a bunch of sounds because they are wild. Um, I've done some more creation and I will share with you after this uh, my favorite sounds this week, today, in this moment. Um, So yeah, we're going to do that now. I don't know how much time it's been. I haven't moved yet. Uh, That last sound, by the way, that was popcorn. That doesn't fucking sound like popcorn. See, this is how wild and amazing Anchor is. In what universe is that the sound popcorn makes? It has a popcorn-like feel. But I would call that bubbles before anything. (laughs) I would call that bubbles before anything else. Uh, Okay. So, related to the actual episode, um, we have a we have a trajectory in mind. We have a our sights set on the weekend. We got our sponsorships out of the way. Oh, I mean, the thing about a good a good weekend, like if you're hanging out hard and you're Liz McBride, you, the goal is to. I mean, fill up the space. Like, I, all week I've been thinking about something, and this all began, short story time, this all began on Tuesday when I downloaded the PBS app on my Fire Stick. Here's the thing, and this is a long story, okay? This all goes back to last weekend where I had these grand aspirations to find the deleted episodes of Intervention. And I failed. I even enlisted help. My roommate was like, what episode are you looking for? And I'm like, this one, John Carstens. And basically the ones where the people like died afterwards at some point, either related to their addiction or not. But um, I think out of respect, here's what he and I both deduced. They take the episodes down if the family may request it or out of respect, because there's some episodes that still exist, but the people have died either of their disease or some other life happenings that happen. Um, but most of them are taken down because they've died. And the people we presume for the episodes that are left are still either alive or they lost contact. I wonder what the longitudinal, longitudinal studies are based on the show anyway but that's a complete digression I just was I had these intentions and you know you set these grand aspirations and you will them into the universe the same will power the same willpower I used when I would um, go thrifting and I'd find the perfect sweater shining from heavens right like it's all an energy and you just kind of go with it 
that's how I felt. And that's how it's been with movies. And I'm like, I gotta get them. I see, I have to make meaning out of this moment. And I've watched all of the Mad Men. I've watched all of Six Feet Under. I've watched all of Dexter. I've watched all of my main TV stays. And the movies, that's a different category. But when it comes to documentaries, I was like, I need to find these. And I feel like I failed on that mission with intervention. So, while the sting had long been gone, and I I accepted defeat pretty early when it came to the intervention episodes, I was still jonesing for something doc-related that was going to blow my mind. Enter Frontline. Now, there's a different story. Last fall, last summer, there was some point where I was watching Frontline documentaries on Amazon Prime. Streaming TV services are making a killing right now. Like, TV on the internet is winning in every way, shape, and form. Ever since they released The Invisible Man, um, like, on whatever the streaming service it is. I think Amazon Prime. But it's also highway robbery. See, the other thing, the story of cinephilia, if you're me, comes from knowing through very express risk-taking and channels how to access free shit TV, movies, online, that requires you no money at all, which is probably why I had enough gall to find these episodes that have been erased from the planet unless you own the DVDs or videos of that season. Um, So I thought to myself, this is some fucking bullshit. Why am I going to spend $39.99 for Frontline seasons on just so I can watch it on Amazon Prime when I can download the PBS app, connect my local news station, and watch literally every single season for free? And you don't just have access to all the Frontline you want if Frontline is your shit. You have access to Nova. Um and a bunch of other shit that PBS does really, really well. So why on earth would I just buy it or rent it for an outlandish price when I can get it free somewhere else? And if I can't get it free somewhere else, either as legally as you can through the actual channels that provide it, you know, so you get the apps, um, you can find it on the internet. Now, I wouldn't call that side of the internet the dark web. But I would call that side of the internet where I find all my free shit, TV, movies, whatever, um, for free, a place that puts you in high risk of maybe getting viruses on your computer. But I haven't gotten, like, anything life-threatening on my computer. And I've been doing this for years. This all began in high school. How do you think... Ooh, there's a list. Ooh, we got a list. Okay, hold on, y'all. We got a list. Movies I saw on the other side of the internet. City of God. City of Men. Starting out in the evening. He Got Game. Goodbye Lennon. Monsieur Ephraim et les Fleurs du Coron. I'm looking at my uh, list of, like, all my DVDs. Okay. Oh, Mary and Max. Very long engagement. Oh, Man, Woman, and the Wall. Yeah. Okay, we're looking at the wall. 
where I have posters and shit. See, the problem is I can't think of these things like, oh, Rachel getting married. I can't pull these out of my brain until I've been properly stimulated. I hope that doesn't mean I have memory problems or that just means my brain is working the way it needs to be by associations and or through patterns. Not sure. Okay, I think that's it. Yeah, I have more music stuff on my wall than I do movie postery things. So that's all that's coming to my mind right now. City of God, well, I'll segue into an explanation. City of God was definitely formative and formative and um, fun to watch. Uh, on our old Dell computer, holy shit, that was so slow. Now maybe that one got viruses because I was looking up all these kinds of movies. Either way, like, that one, City of God, it was an afternoon, I believe, and my mom was in the living room, and she was, like, blaring the TV, and I was in the dining room, and it was, like, not a comfortable place to watch a movie, which primes my mind in a very different way than you know, the ceremonious, comfortable watching that I like to do. Like, sometimes I'm so serious about watching something. I'm like, eat your snacks while the previews are happening. You got five minutes, get it together. Because, like, I don't have time to eat, like, do two activities at once. Where those days where I sat at the desk and, like, watched movies. Oh, my God, that was great. Another real formative film was starting out in the evening. I... Maybe I'm ascribing some level of like, oh, it's also special and important because that's what humans do. Hindsight is twenty twenty, But it those two movies did feel special, and I'm only theorizing why, because it was such a satisfying experience. I definitely felt like I was empowered by searching the weird side of the internet for these movies, and that has only continued. Um, and I can say, ten years later, like... It's great. I don't have to spend money on anything. Like, unless I'm desperate to watch it, I will wait until I can find it for free. Or, I don't know, it's it's available for a better price or if it's worth my time. Like, that's the power of movies. Like, this is segueing into a thought, too. The other thing is, like, for all my cinephilia... Huh, so this is a this is the list, this is the explanation, but this is also a bit of a fun fact. Like... On one level, I'm not well-read when it comes to movies. Like, I haven't fucking seen Shawshank Redemption. I know what happens, but have I experienced the magic? No. Forrest Gump, I love that movie. But a lot of people hate that movie. Like, I have the strangest, what seems like the strangest taste if you look at it from afar. If you only give it a glance. It, it seems like something. Where I, But in reality... That's the coolest part about developing your own taste in media is that what speaks to me and what speaks to you are going to be two different things and we can talk about that and bond over that thing. I've been watching um, High Fidelity and I love the adaptation. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, I loved the adaptation that Hulu did starring Zoe Kravitz and... I will say one criticism that I had of the show after setting it in fucking New York City, like Chicago wasn't good enough. It works, but Chicago wasn't good enough. Um, I felt like the rap of the 
the gourmet or the gourmand, the person who's like into something, like you think you're into movies because you know some shit about the movie. When in reality, what I like about the movie is how it spoke to my life at that time, where I was, what I was feeling, how I could relate to those characters or absolutely not relate to those characters. I just loved the story and how it was told. Like, I don't know shit about who directed the course. I don't know shit about, like, I mean, I know some shit about Noah Baumbach. Like, it's, it really is different, but, like, my liking of movies doesn't come from some pre-prescribed notion of, like, what are the classics? How many facts do you know about them? And have you made sure you saw this movie to make sure you're well-versed in the art of film or music or or wines or shit like that like that's just not does anybody really like the movies just because you knew how they I don't know I just you can't in my world that is not what makes taste it's the timing it's my life it's the story of how it came to enter my life it's like getting to know a new friend but the friend is the film that's what makes me a cinephile if you like Clerks 2, I like Clerks 2, well, because Kevin Smith is great, but I also like Clerks 2 because I was in eighth grade and I snuck into that rated R movie and it's funny and it's cool and it's weird. Like, that's it. Yeah. I could, ooh, I'm on the edge of something, but I'm going to leave it there. I wanted to explain part of my cinephilia. There'll probably more be more thoughts about this later. Good morning. It is Saturday, May 2nd, 6.36 in the morning. I am revving up for an adventure that I have called Operation Booze Cruise. This requires some explanation. I live in the state of Pennsylvania where all the liquor stores are closed. But I'm from Ohio, where I have a driver's license, purchased my car, and on some paperwork, it's still listed as, like, my permanent address. I'm working on getting my shit a little bit more settled in Pennsylvania, but slow going, life is happening, and that's definitely not an option for me to do right now. The liquor stores in Ohio are still open, so we drive an hour outside of this place to stock up at one Premier Chalet or Chalet Premier, not sure exactly what it's called, near Boardman, known as North Lima, but who really knows what the borders are? The point is, is that they open at 9 a.m. I am somebody who is up creepily early, even on a Saturday. I figure I will take advantage of that tendency and really get the worm by restocking my shit and getting out of the house. We are covering two birds with one stone. Now, this is an adventure and an operation. Hell, a special mission because my birthday was on April 21st. I turned 28 and, well, my license got stolen a few years ago and I don't really know how traditionally these things are like renewed all the time, but my license is out of whack. Considering the pandemic and I looked up online, if anything, quote, goes out of like it's expired it's technically not expired because the courts and the bmvs and the dmvs all closed before i was able to buy new tags and renew my license so i don't know how it works in pennsylvania but 
Mike DeWine, is that his name? Governor of Ohio was like, listen, y'all, you got until 90 days after we're all allowed outside again to renew your shit if anything opens up before then, or till December 1st, 2020 in the state of Ohio before your licenses officially expire if they happen to expire during this time. I don't think Premier Chalet or Chalet Premier is trying to turn away a sale, but in the event that they're going to make it difficult, I think I got all my bases covered. And at the end of the day, if it really doesn't work, then that's cool, I get it. You know, if they feel like it's not a, a thing that works, they're just trying to do their job, although it'd be dumb, why would you turn away a sale at this time? I, de- I definitely am of age, but at the very least, we get out of the house, we listen to some tunes, and we have a really cool Saturday morning where it won't be distracted or interrupted by people because I'm up creepily early. My butt cheeks have been braced for this since Tuesday. We'll report more on this later. I also forgot to mention that this short interlude portion of my morning I'm drinking tea and I'm getting myself like I ate some I ate I got these mini pancakes from (laughs) from the store I've been looking this is all a very long story my local shop and save did not have cinnamon rolls for I don't know how long I finally got up the nerve to go to the Market District Giant Eagle in Aspenwall because I was like, Giant Eagle is a fucking zoo on a good day. Why would I do this now while the world could literally be ending? But I went there and it was surprisingly calm. That was the adventure last week. Um, and at my local Giant Eagle, they had cinnamon rolls. But I still had these mini pancakes. I figured, well, I could try all the Eggo products and, you know, do try something new, make lemons out of lemonade, you know, but... And they were good. They are tasty. I finished up the last of them. Um, But I'm even happier that I found some cinnamon rolls. So where was I going with this? Oh, I'm I'm just kind of waking up and drinking my tea. Um, And I, the other plan for the weekend, like how to have a good weekend part two, line up all your adventures. Now, you don't need to plan it steadfastly hard. I mean, Operation Boost Cruise required to, you know, convening with the board of Liz, but when it comes to some Saturday afternoon viewing, that could just as easily lead to a nap. You don't have to think too hard about it. Um, Frontline documentaries are the move, and one of them I added to my list is (laughs) American Porn, and to me, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, every, like, If you think of how, like, a song is a banger, you just hear it and you just lose your mind and it's your favorite song, I feel like all Frontline documentaries are bangers. Like, they're going to take me somewhere, and if I am not ready for it, it couldn't ruin my day, but it will take me back to a sense of shock that I remember feeling when I learned about the Holocaust in third grade. Like, real deep. It is just so raw. It's fear mixed with, like, 800 different things. That's Deep Matter Brain Space before I even knew it had a name for it. Um, But trying to be mindful of ways that I trigger myself and taking accountability for my emotional fairing. Um, Feeling a little sensitive coming off of my period, so I'm I'm not too brazen. But we're still totally into the frontline adventure. I'm not really watching this, I'm more like drinking my tea and making this podcast, but I do plan to go back and really pay attention to the parts I'm not really paying attention to. 
but I had a feeling when I was watching this at first, I was like, oh my gosh, like, PBS, bastions of, like, really educational shit. I feel like the frontline documentary on American porn, it's like hearing my grandma say, fuck, it's just, I don't even know what to do, and they're not even showing anything crazy. I just feel scandalized, sort of, even though I say fuck all the time. You know, it's weird. Feelings are great. Wow. Operation Booze Cruise went off without a hitch. It is 9.53 a.m. I just pulled into my garage, pulled my phone out, opened the app, and am recording this to share with you now. Like, what? Uh, what? Okay, so, chalet premiere. I pull up around like 8.30 and I'm like, sweet, we're on time. I got a book, I can read, and there's a truck. But then this dude comes out who apparently owns the place or works there. I couldn't tell. Probably owns it. He had a sense of authority and respect and get it done-ness that probably comes from someone who understands the, like, who, who may relish the clutchness of like having your own business and that kind of freedom. Um, so he was like, what do you want? I'm Bill. And I was like, oh, well, it's 8.30. I'm not trying to rush you. Like, I can wait. And he was like, nah, man, this truck, as long as it's here, that means we're open. And I hand him my list. Um, he checks my ID, and which turns out was not expired. I did not look at it closely. It's my tax letter. It's expired. So I can't, like, like, get any tickets or pulled over or whatever. But I'm forecasting that that won't be a problem because I drive like a grandma so you know he goes in he gets the stuff I'm jamming in my car he comes back and he's like you look like you're having fun and I was like I am having fun I feel like I just like won the lottery here I really appreciate you coming out early and taking care of me and being open and all of these other things and it's like the excitement of having contact with people oh my god Um, so, anyway, he gives me my stuff, and he says, well, I see your birthday passed, happy birthday, belated birthday, uh, be safe, and I'm like, yeah, I will, you too, thank you again so much, I'm on my way, and, and by that time, it was like 8.45, so, I'm like, sweet, I got one more task to do, I had to stop at the gas station to get some gas, and, um, Coke Zero, because that's my shit, and, I go in there, and that also was like a two-minute operation, and then I'm back on the road, jamming the whole way here, like, nothing even happened, except I had the most wonderful time, just like, hanging out in my head, and listening to music, having safe contact with people, um, so, Operation Booze Cruise was a hit, Saturday is just happening. This list is called My Favorite Things About Saturday. Dramatic voice included. The mornings. Having no schedule or having a very loose structure. Not feeling rushed. Breakfast. If there is a time where I will try to eat breakfast, it's over the weekend. Like, breakfast is more fun and delicious, and, like, meals in general are more fun with people. Otherwise, I look at food 
mostly as this thing that just needs to get done like everything else in my day. It's like if I could honestly, and I enjoy eating, but if I could not eat during the day, I think like, wow, 20 minutes, that's that's 20 minutes I could really save and like become even more, even more efficient. Um, it's somewhere between being fuel and just, I don't know, I like it. I just don't, I want to get all my shit done so I can hang out. Um, and breakfast is like, why do we need to do this? I have all these thoughts about brunch. I'm not going to tear off into them, but breakfast. If I do have the foods for it, I will eat it. Uh, See, the problem is I'm having trouble succinctly putting into words the feeling it gives me. So I guess I'll leave it there. Saturday's dope. Holy fucking that shit that took, took forever five ever oh I... my god <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know why i just clicked <laughs> nothing changed i clicked the link again and it just like happened damn see don't that... edit this out let anchor know oh please i mean I, I, that wasn't the plan this is the naturalist thing that could happen i don't do a lot of editing in case you want to get some behind the scenes like facts or whatever um, I planned to keep it in, but I'm glad that you also are on the same creative page because that was fucking frustrating. Ugh. So how are you? Okay. I'm- I think <laughs> Anchor heard us. They are mad. We're sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I'm <laughs> Oh my gosh. Did you hear the question I asked you before we got like, no. <laughs> Okay, so I said, how are you? How was breakfast? (laughs) Breakfast was good. Now I'm irritated. (laughs) I'm a little irritated, too. I was getting mad. I was like, oh, come on. I know Vicky just, like, takes her damn time, but, like, this seems weird. This was not me taking my damn time. I clicked the stupid link, and then it just took five ever. Okay. Take, let's, let's take a deep breath, because you, you sound heated. Even more. It's. Yeah, I'll take a deep breath, but I'm also crocheting right now, so that'll mm. that'll level me out real quick. I like it. I like it. What are you making? I'm making a poncho. Ooh. Like what's the color? Get like just paint the picture please, like Okay. So, I'm making a poncho based on a design that my dear friend Julia sent me. Um and it uses Lion Brand yarn, Vanna's choice. I don't know if that's Oh yeah, it is. Vanna White. Didn't know that she had a, a yarn endorsement deal, but here we are. Um, the color is described as rust. Mm. And I think that's accurate. It's like a nice burnt orange, which is my favorite color. So I'm very excited about it. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. I've known you 31 years. Can you believe it now? And, well, I've known you 28 years. What the fuck am I talking about? Matt. I was going to say... <laughs> How <laughs> how are you knowing stuff before you even existed? <laughs> um, and I did not, like you probably said this before, but I, I didn't really ever think to ask you what your favorite color is. And now I know that it's like a burnt orange. Yeah. That's there you beautiful. Go. So it sounds like you're crocheting up a storm. I really am. And I think part of it is like, just for creativity's sake and because I always want to and because I enjoy doing it. But also it's like 
mental health. Mm, I feel you. Um, I've been like, now it's starting to get to me that like, I'm stuck inside doing the same damn things every day in different ways. And like, I feel starved for human connection, which is part of what, like, that's the itch this podcast can scratch for me when I invite people to, you know, talk to me and share with me um, what they're up to and how they're staying sane. Um, I miss you so much. What the fuck? I miss you too. This is weird. And it seems like it's stretching on into infinity. I remember when all of this started, I was joking with one of my friends at school, like, you know, all I need is a good two week quarantine to just get my life together. You know, (laughs) just give me two weeks and I'll be a changed woman, you know? Um, Seven weeks later. Right. I regret everything. Fuck this noise. Be careful what you wish for. Ugh. But you know what? Actually, I don't hate it because now that I mean, we have confirmed that school is going to be closed for the rest of the school year. Um, We're just, this is the new normal, and we are operating with it as is. There are parts of this that I kind of like. I like the flexibility of being able to, like, fit work into my personal life instead of the reverse, you know? Yeah. My life is not that different from this, because, like, the weekends are when I go ham and I have time for stuff. It's just the, for me, it's like, how can my routine adjust in a way that's still relatively efficient um, and then, like, kind of keep my anxiety at bay? Like, I don't know. I fucking don't know where I'm going with that. Um, I think time is starting to wear on me. At first, I was like, all right, let's adapt. And now I'm like, oh, my God, how long now? Like, I'm starting to count. I'm starting to get agitated. Well, on the bright side, you know what doesn't stop no matter what viruses are floating in the air? Mm. The seasons. So it's about to be spring. And like you were saying in your Marco Polo, take the cat and sit outside. You mm. know, you don't have to be cooped literally indoors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so the- though there is part of me that wonders what this would feel like. Well, I guess the answer is like totally awful. We'd all be losing our minds. But I always feel like after Christmas break, January and February, we should just be quarantined. Why are we pretending that anybody wants to do anything in the dead of winter? But that would not be good for our mental health because at least with this, people can go outside. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going outside in like four inches of snow, 17 degrees. That's true. See, I mind winter a lot less when it's not snowy. Like, I don't feel the weird, like, even though it gets dark at four and, like, that whole spring times change or whatever seasonal thing, it doesn't bother me. It's when the snow happens where I'm like, okay, I now I wish I could quarantine. But having the freedom and then having it taken away for an undetermined amount of time is what I can rock block it for a while. And then I'm just like, oh. I feel myself twitching on the inside. Yeah. Oh, let's transition. I needed a breath. I needed that moment. Yes, um, we need to recognize and then move the fuck on. <laughs> Great. Oh, I feel like you're here. This is wonderful. I hear you drinking tea. What kind of tea is that? <laughs> it's tea that Grace sent me for my birthday. It's Morning Mojo, and it's from The Tea Spot, which is a tea place in Boulder, Colorado. Damn. Sponsor this podcast, I guess. Um, 
and it's delicious. Can I tell you something funny and ironic? Sure. So this podcast episode is about, I think it said in my little note to you, like it's the weekend and it's quarantined-ish themed, but also just like the general weekend vibe that you have. Um, yes. And so it all began yesterday. I was finishing up working out and I was sweaty and I was refusing to sit on my bed with my stinky clothes. Wise. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just don't want to move yet. I'm tired. And then I got thoughts. So I opened the anchor app and I was sitting there and I recorded a few things and I was like I'm gonna take a shower now and I didn't move for 20 minutes because I got distracted on Instagram and then I got more thoughts and I was like "Ooh, okay let me say this real quick and as I was getting that other blurb out I was like this episode is sponsored by anchor they're great I love this this about the app and then they're gonna do us dirty like this like almost 24 hours later see we can't predict anything you know Never meet your heroes. Oh, it's funny. But anyway, which actually worked out as a really cool segue. Um, The weekend, that whole vibe, the some other like windows into the small moments of my day to share with you. Um, But the main thing I want to hear about your weekend vibe, because like when I think of what happens when you don't have people over, because I get the vibe that you chill out really hard. Like, you drink your tea, you, like, crochet up a storm, you watch Vanderpump for a while. Like, mm-hmm. give me a window into Vicky's world on a weekend where you can just let it all be with your cat in your spot. I think that these weekends, like, the last couple have felt the most, like, actual weekends, like, of my entire adult life. Mm-hmm. Because I, for the first time, it feels like I can truly relax on the weekends you know when life is normal and I'm doing school stuff first of all this time of year I would be going on I would have some kind of weekend work commitment like at least once a month sometimes more than that you know so it's like Saturday go and spend time at school for this event or take kids to this retreat or whatever, whatever. And if that's not happening, then the weekend is for grocery shopping or doing laundry or running errands because I can't run errands during the Mm -hmm. week, you know? Um, But now, I mean, I did all of my laundry yesterday in the midst of Google Hangouts and grading schoolwork and faculty meetings, you know? Um, I grocery shopped last week and I had the mentality of like, Get it all, because we're not coming back. So, like, I'm going to be good until at least next week. So, like, and I can't go to church. So, the idea of, like, oh, I have to wake up at a certain time, gone. I can wake up whenever I want to. And because we're not going out, nothing is open. We're not going to movies. We're not going to concerts. We're not going to bars. I'm going to bed at, like, 11 o'clock midnight depending on what I'm watching or if I'm like wasting my life on Instagram you know Mm. um so getting rest waking up whenever I want to and then truly having free days you know like my agenda for today super open-ended I'll probably play some music it's really nice outside so I'll go for a bike ride later um Go for a walk, of course, with my quarantine. Gang, gang. Shout out, Brenna and Rachel. 
Um, gang, gang, gang. <laughs> and that's it, you know. I watched Vanderpump last night, so I'm all caught up there, you know. I'm all caught up and insecure. Oh, yeah, I got all your text messages. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you listen to the um, the recap podcast, Insecurity, T-E-A? What? No. Didn't know that was a thing. Oh, girl. Oh, shit. You should. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Insecurity? Yes. T-E-A. Okay. So random um, aside, just kind of picking out the bits that you shared with me. Um, people go grocery shopping weekly. Like I, I've adopted mom's style of just like stockpiling a bunch of junk and then not stockpiling, but like I have a, I eat the food until the food is gone. And then I'm like, okay, we can make, we, I don't eat cereal, but it's like, I will eat cereal for this meal. And now I have to go shopping. Like, I mean, I don't go weekly. In normal times, when it's normal times, I go like, I don't know, I guess I probably go about the same amount every two weeks or two weeks and change, depending on like how much I eat out or Mm. I don't know. Because I do find that I'm going shopping more like it's every other week. Um, But that coincides with my own therapy um, and my I'm the only (laughs) I'm the only client that's still going to see my therapist, but she has like a locked building. You need a security code, that sort of thing. Um, and we discussed it. She was like, if you want to keep showing up, I'm still here. So I go to see her. Oh. Yeah, I go to see her. Um, then I stop at the store and Fridays, I'm still going out to the office at least once a week to do my filing and to stay up with that stuff. Um, but otherwise, like those are the only moments I'm going out. Um, and bi-weekly shopping trips, but I, and I have needed to go for things, but now I don't really, I'm running out of reasons to need to. Um, so maybe the store will be cut off until I need to go back again. But honestly, the only time I'm leaving is to go to the store, go to therapy, go to the office. That is legit. And even that feels like a lot. I'm like, Oh, that's a lot of seeing these dusty people. But okay. Betsy's not dusty. She's the best. I know your therapist is not dusty. I'm sure she's a total queen. But like ugh. now the people at the shop and save, they dusty. Like they are mad. There's one dude who just seems real, 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 real pressed about being there. Um one of the first A worker? Yeah. Oh God, I would too. I think being a grocery store employee right now. It's not the worst, but it's pretty damn close. People are people are wild. Yeah. Trying to sneak out with 14 packs of toilet paper and 85 packages of yeast. Everybody's their worst selves right now. Mm. And it's this idea of it we're creating the idea of scarcity in a way. Exactly. Ugh. The cool thing about like this employee is he seems to have mellowed out from my casual observing him like the first time so they had all of these like little stickers on the ground and it's like six feet away blah 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 don't talk to people um don't touch people don't go near them and he was still but they closed the um what's it called self-service like checkout lanes Mm -hmm. so that meant that the closest you were getting to the person was the cashier um and i was trying not to be too 
much even though I could tell I like you know you sense someone is like a little bit pissed and you're like I definitely know it's not me I just walked up into here don't kill the messenger vibe kind of thing like he had that level of energy coming off of him and I'm like I have to talk to you about this thing because like I got it over there and you're having trouble ringing it and like the price was a dollar like I just wanted to keep it real safe and keep it moving but he wasn't a dick he just was like I'm I'm thinking I'm pressed I'm here why um then the second week the second time I went they had opened the self-service checkout lanes and he was just the dude in charge of directing people to lanes or helping folks if things got weird or whatever yeah um and he seemed less pressed um still kind of agitated and then the very last time oh no the last time i went to a store it was giant eagle um i decided to venture to giant eagle and it was not a fucking zoo which was why i was shopping at the shop and safe to begin with but um so i don't know i don't know what he's up to he's bald he's white he's youngish and he's tired of everybody's bullshit (laughs) And to be fair, I think the vibe in Pittsburgh, from my experiences, this uh, very small experiment, and one, um, is, like, it hasn't been too nuts. Like, I've been going to the places strategically that don't seem too crazy or mentally preparing myself. And when I get there, it's fine. So I don't want to invalidate where he's at, but he could calm down because, like, Shop and Save is fine it is cool people wear their masks i'm telling you i am telling you like be at that shop and save for a full eight hour (laughs) shift and then tell me how fine it is (laughs) i am sure he's not just cranky because that is his natural disposition somebody hurt him somebody made him that way Mm. girl you right like between the the nature of retail fair like retail working to begin with plus retail in a pandemic you you're you're on the money with that. And even if things at Shop and Save are generally fine and the customers are generally polite and the boss is like totally fine, I would still be pissed because there are all of these people talking about how they're working from home and they're working in their pajamas and they can have a beer at like 1 p.m. And like, I would want that if I still had to show up at a dusty store and like do my job for eight hours, I'd be pissed at all of the people that are staying home. (laughs) working from home so there are a lot of reasons to be angry right now is i guess what i'm getting at let's go save him (laughs) no i'm a little bit agoraphobic now so no new friends for real like that is the motto now you know Mm -hmm. but tell me deeper about your weekend like what is the the section that i left off at um before this section um was like the delicious pleasure of the weekend. My favorite, it was a list. My favorite thing about Saturday. So what are your favorite things about Saturday? I think one of my favorite things about Saturday is that it is, um, like usually, often, it is an open day. Anything can happen. You know what's going to happen on a Monday, generally. <laughs> you know what's going to happen on like a Thursday, because you got that routine, whether it's your work grind or your like life routine, you pretty much know what's going to happen. But Saturday is the day of the week when like you can make it whatever you want. Usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of flavors for Saturday. That's kind of the vibe I'm having. Like I had one mission today. Um, if you listen to the podcast, you'll find out what that mission is. I'm not going to spoil it for you. 
um, the mission is done and over and it's been over. And now I'm making a birthday card for James. But otherwise, like, I don't have anything else to do other than vibe and talk to you. Hell yeah. That's it. The best part about Saturday, just the open rain, no bars, no holds, just do your damn thing. Unless you work on Saturday, then I feel bad for you, son. But for us who have jobs that let us have weekends, we have the freedom. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing about Saturday. So what is Lexi up to? Like, what do you observe about his cat life now that you're home with him all day? versus a weekday versus a Saturday because I had all these thoughts about Julie and she is she was a mystery to me until I learned you know Alexi is very much what you see what you get you know he's asleep most of the time when I come home in the evenings he's asleep most of the time when I'm here during the day I think one of his um favorite hobbies I'm discovering is like sitting very close to walls and listening for mice because there are for sure mice in these walls. Um, Yeah. And if he hears a little squeak or a little rustle, you know, he posts up, make sure he has his most menacing stance on. And sometimes he'll chase the, you know, he'll chase them around the the walls, just listening and stalking. He killed a baby mouse a week ago, two weeks ago. Another one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's killed, like, six mice. Wow. He's still got instincts all up in there under that cat bat. I mean, most of them are babies, so I don't know what this says about his killing prowess, but he's getting them, so good on you, I guess. Um, And I don't know where they come out. That's the one thing that I can't figure out. It's not, my apartment is not, like, crawling with mice. Mm -hmm. It's not like I see mice every day. But there is, there must be a spot where they come out. But I don't know. Alexia's has found it because they never survive. Wow. I have mouse traps in specific places, and they never even make it to the mouse traps because Alexia's is like the trap. <laughs> You've got a star. I'm glad he's earning his keep. I thought he just slept all day and then meowed at you when you got too close or cuddled whenever he wanted that. Yeah, he is still very cuddly. And if I'm on video chat for school or whatever. He, not always, but he very often likes to jump up and, like, stick his head in there and see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Julie does that, too. <laughs> she she has a weird vibe. Like, I mean, it's not weird. It's just wonderful. Where if I pull out a specific, like, pair of headphones, first of all, she wants to just chew the wire off. Like, she chewed off one side mm. of it, so I only have one earbud. <laughs> Yeah, she still does that, yeah. huh? Yeah, and it's like, she'll come out for that, and she's like, ooh, it's playtime, I got to attack this. And then other times, because I sit in the window, um, like the countertop facing the front yard, um, if I close that shade to keep my light balanced as humanly possible and not create such a glare off my shiny-ass forehead, um, if I close that blind, she'll, like, jump up and try to get up in there and open it and push her head into it and then walk all over my <sighs> keyboard and just, like... walk through and it's funny because um at first I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and like looking around my cat now she just walks on by and I'm doing my sessions and they're like oh Julie so anyway and like we just all keep talking (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's just really like it's funny but it's also annoying because now she's starting to shed and she's leaving like hair trails in the air mm-hmm. oh yeah I brushed Alexi last night when I fed him and I can't tell if he likes it or hates it but I don't know he mostly lets it happen mm-hmm. would you ever did you know that you can make things out of cat hair I mean I figured but like what kind of things are people trying to make out of their cat's hair like little puppets or hats that the cats can then wear it's weird but it's i don't know the craft seems kind of impressive (laughs) i'm thinking of like those people who like keep their teeth and make necklaces out of it no yeah no it feels kind of like that and i don't like it but it is interesting in art you know what that's called oh what the abject Ew. And it's just like shocking you in a way because of body parts and mortality and why, Oh, you know, I, when I see hair in the shower and I know it's hair from my head, I'm like, it's a pube. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like immediately grossed out. Like it's, it calls this rawness to your corporealness. Interesting. Speaking of, guess what I downloaded this week hmm. or no, it was last week. I was walking with Brenna. And we were, and Rachel, we were talking quarantine, about, gang, gang, um, gang. yeah, the quarantine, gang, gang, gang. Um, and we're like very much into mortality right now. Rachel is not. Rachel kind of hates it. But Brenna and I are into it. Um, and there's this app called We Croak. And you download the app and it sends you um, five push notifications randomly throughout the day. And when you click on them, they share a quote that reminds you of your mortality nope i'm with rachel on this it's really beautiful actually they're not like morbid quotes some of them are like straight up dust to dust ashes to ashes you know but some of them are just like don't search for the meaning of life you are the meaning of life you know it's cool and i just got one do you want to hear it no but yes (laughs) the reminder (laughs) You'll hate this. The push reminder says, don't forget, you're going to die. Open for a quote. (laughs) No. (laughs) Here's my quote. Death never takes a wise man by surprise. He is always ready to go. By Jean de la Fontaine. That's beautiful and fucking creepy. That one is more morbid than some of the other ones. Can I tailor my push notification to just, like, ding or something? Like, it doesn't need to be, like, remember, you're going to die, plus here's another message reminding you you're going to die. Like, I don't need that. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you just get what you get. Okay. Just like real death. Uh-huh, just, oof. I'm done now. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we are 25 minutes and 26, 27 28 seconds um, going here. Uh, where's your mind at? You want to talk some more? You want to co- fo- focus a little bit harder on that um, crochet project? Or what, what would you like to do? Well, I think I might shower, actually. Mm. Yeah. I'm feeling a little musty. Not super musty, but you know how you're just, like, ready for a bath sometimes? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Got you. Nice. Well, I will let you go. Um can I feature you on future episodes and just, like, also remind you of maybe not death, but, like, 
you know, <laughs> random things about how annoying I am because I some of those episodes I plan to just like gush at you and then have you comment randomly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Awesome. Uh, what? Oh, the other closing thing. I say this to my clients. I say this to my guests on my podcast. I just say this to everybody when I'm like, okay, we're done. What's your goal and our hope for this week? Hmm. My goal and or hope for this week. I don't want to set a goal because I'm trying to get out of like the destination mindset. Like once I achieve this or once I get there, I'll be happy, you know? Um, Oh, my hope for the week is to keep playing piano. I've been playing a lot of piano and it's fun. Dig it. Would you like to hear mine? Sure. My goal is, or my hope. Um, is to write something. I had all these really cool ideas about two weeks, two weekends ago, and they're not really catching fire. So to feel a little bit inspired and do less rewriting and more real writing, creating it from nothing. So what kind of writing? Like music writing? Or... Yeah, songwriting. Mm. Yeah, sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, girl. And also feel free to feature me on your podcast. I feel like I don't need to say that. But you know, it's this goes both ways. This is reciprocal. You are my first interview. So. Oh, plug plug your shit. What's your podcast like and about? And what are you doing with it these days? (laughs) Uh, My podcast is called Here We Are. And it is a personal audio diary that I'm keeping of these coronavirus times. It's not really for anybody. It's just me rambling about what's going on in my day. Um, But apparently people want to sponsor it. I don't know. Anchor keeps telling me about analytics and like sponsorship opportunities. But I don't know. I don't think that's going to take off. Sell out. I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, to do that, I'd also have to record more regularly, which I've severely fallen off of. I mean, I have 13 episodes, which is not bad, but... I don't know. I just don't want to, I'm not committed to the everyday thing about it. I just want to do it when I feel inspired. So art feels more like cooler to make when you're in that space and less like a chore. It it really is more like, I get it. Yeah. And like, when am I going to listen to this? Because if I record every single day until this thing is over, who is that for? You know, like, I'm not going to listen. I mean, I'll listen back to random episodes probably, but it's not like I'm going to come back in three years and just power through the whole episode because why would I do that? Anyway, that's my podcast. Here we are. Awesome. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for talking to me and hanging out. Thanks, girl. This was fun. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Wow. Saturday has been a dream. I mean, I thought last Saturday I was really, like, pulling a PR there. Like, it was just fabulous in a very different way. But, like, this Saturday, I don't know, y'all. It just really... We are defying all... all. I mean, there are no expectations. The only expectation is get the missions done as you um, decide to pull them out or whatever but otherwise like there's no there's no hurry there's no rush which is the the delicious pleasure of the weekend quarantined or not uh 
So following that conversation with my sister, I finished the card. I wrote another card. It's my roommate's birthday. Uh, Got him a gift, um, put it out. I took some ground beef out of the freezer and then I put it in the sink so it could like defrost or whatever. And then I took like the hardest nap after I turned on some Futurama and it was just like, hey, lights out, fuck this shit, bye. Which basically was like a second sleep because I woke up a little bit at four and I was like, oh shit, my contacts are in, gotta take these shits out, took them out, put my glasses on and like put them on, but like went to bed again and did the whole thing. Like, I'm gonna watch this show. I really am gonna watch it. And then I just like fell back asleep. Woke up around five, hung out with my roommate a little bit, and then put some music on my phone, uh, watched another movie while I tried to fix my hair in some particular way. Like, I'm like, this is, I don't braid hair. I'm doing the best I can right now. Now I'm realizing that struggle. Um, In a relationship, and that was just, oh, wonderful. I have thoughts. Um, Second time I've ever seen it. And now I'm watching... High Fidelity, the episode where it is Rob's birthday. She's at the bar with her old roommate, or her first roommate when she moved to New York, from the time when she moved to New York, so. And I'm uh, halfway through a rum and coke that I put two shots in. I measure, you gotta measure. Like, you be accountable for how much you put in so you know um, two shots of Bacardi white rum and a vanilla, cherry vanilla Coke. Uh, I call them Rodham Clinton's RC. Um, So yeah, I'm feeling good. I don't want to talk about in a relationship. It was great. It's such a good movie. I just feel so good about Saturday, and I can't believe that we punctuated it with such a hard nap. Like, ugh. Self five, high five. I feel so good about it. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I mean, in this state, because my plan in my mind, in my mind, was to pick up and say something about Sunday. But it's like at this point, Sunday's already money because Saturday was so good. I won't be feeling so strange about going into the work week because Saturday was just banger. You know. We might have another dance party. That's what we did last night. Might have another dance party now that I have my music all uploaded on my phone and ready. So who knows where this night could go. Who knows how drunk I could get. I just burped. Um, So yeah. Saturday. Thank you. Bye.